Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to Burn the Bones Radio. It's Mike. Um, I know it's been quite some time um, since I've been back on here. That's okay. Um, I know we're all dealing with a lot of stuff right now. And uh, on top of the normal pandemic craziness that uh, has been going on kind of around my world, and I'm sure your world as well. Uh, I just had a lot of kind of other interpersonal work-related things uh, changes and the like, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but has kind of uh, pulled me away from some of the time I had to do this. Uh, but uh, I'm fully invested, ready to hop back in. I've missed doing this, missed talking to you guys. Uh, I'm looking forward as, as we move forward, uh, changing kind of how this podcast looks and feels. Um, I think I kind of had a too small of a scope in the past, so I'm going to be bringing some guests on, just you know, other friends of mine and, and the like to talk about any number of things um now sunday mornings are going to continue to kind of be in the format they've always been it'll be um kind of a faith-based discussion of sorts and today is no exception today what makes today different for me is um this is the first sunday in 12 years almost uh where i was not an active member of a church Uh, that's part of the big change that's happened in my life in the last uh, couple of weeks something that's been coming for quite some time but um it's kind of finalized uh, last week and now what we find myself i find myself here on the first sunday of uh, not having a home church kind of discerning and and praying through what god has in uh, store for me moving forward uh, and i say this with a certain amount of excitement uh, as i trust god and i know there's something really cool on the horizon but at the same time um I'm sure many of you out there can agree with me that change in this nature isn't always um, the best thing. You're not always super excited about it. You kind of settle into a comfort zone. But again, all of this really sort of points toward what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, I feel a little bit of liberty now moving out of, um, for those of you who did not know, I was a youth pastor at a church. Um, Name's not important here in my hometown where we live. And um very much enjoyed the job, very much enjoyed the people I worked with, absolutely loved teaching and preaching and speaking the word and praying and all that stuff, Being taking these awesome students on trips and just watching them light up on fire for Jesus. It was, really there wasn't anything like it. It was incredible. Um, but, you know, certain denominations do things a certain way and uh, I was uh, serving a Methodist church, and uh, which I love. I love Methodist theology. I love everything about it. Um, I have more than one t-shirt that says John Wesley is my homeboy. It really speaks to me, his understanding of grace and everything else. But having said that, the kind of the, uh, the legislature, for lack of a better term, uh, the, the political side of how the Methodist church works means that at any given moment, uh, somebody from an office far away from your church can come in and decide uh, it's been a year or maybe even less, maybe more. Uh, and your pastor, we have prayed over it and we decided he's been called someplace else and this is going to be your new pastor. Now, in the time that I was at my church, it was 12 years, um, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six. This is my six different pastors. I've only had three lead pastors, but different versions of associates and youth ministers and stuff like that have come through um, in the, the 12 years we were there. Um, I've always been a big believer in the process, meaning that I, I've met my bishop, I've met the bishop before him, I've met all my district superintendents, um, 
And I know that they are prayerful, God-fearing men and women who make these decisions not lightly, not based on any sort of, uh, you know, earthly, human-based thought process. But through prayer and through scripture and through discernment, they make these decisions and they assign people. Um, it's interesting um, as the, the assignments come down. Obviously, uh, these things are meant to be kept secret. But uh, in, like I said, in the 12 years I was at my church... We always found out ahead of time the name of the gentleman who was coming or woman who was coming to our church. It was never completely secret. So, of course, as with any number of other things in the world, uh, there are no secrets. <laughs> in, uh, in, in our world, you can get on the Internet. You can get on Facebook. You can figure out where this pastor served at before and what they were all about. And, and just, you do that because quite often, almost every single time you are getting someone who has a vastly different approach to doing life at a church than the person before them. They're, they're just, they're, they're different. Uh, and I embrace that. I, I really celebrate the differences in our gifts and our, and our, our ways God chooses to interact with us and to push us into different directions. I really, um, I celebrate that because if we all did church exactly the same way, it is a thousand percent certain we would miss a demographic we would miss an age group we would miss a certain group of people out there that need to hear about jesus and because everybody in our church walks and talks and acts and preaches and prays and listens to the same kind of music and all that stuff exactly the same way and there's no diversity you miss the opportunity to show just how widespread and diverse god's people are and how his love is there for everybody right so i i, I embrace this idea that um it's always a different flavor of person that comes in. Uh, I had a buddy of mine I used to do prison ministry with uh, who unfortunately we've, we've grown apart at this stage in our lives. But again, that's just kind of how the world works. Um, who used to tell people that, you know, the Jesus in me sees the Jesus in you. Meaning uh, you might look different, act different, be a different age, different generation. But if you've got Jesus in your life, I can recognize that at the very core of who you are because it resonates with the very core of who I am. And your truth is my truth. It's the same truth. Jesus is king. His love is perfect. For It's for everyone all the time, forever. Um, what I wanted to talk about today is something that's been bothering me here lately. I think it was part of the deep conviction as to where my career move kind of spun out from. But even... Even with that, I want to be very, very clear that um, w as we kind of prayed through this decision as to whether or not we were going to stay at the church, whether or not I was going to stay employed as the youth pastor, uh, the primary driving force in the middle of all that was um, making sure that my wife, my kids, us as a family felt connected to Christ, felt moved in uh, you know, we were in a church that was prayerful and the worship was good. And uh, and most importantly, it, it was giving you that kind of, I always used to compare church to like a booster shot. Like you would come in on a Sunday or a Wednesday and get that extra shot of spiritual renewal to take with you out into the world. No, nothing about church should ever terminate on what you do inside those walls on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, so it, part of praying through what we were doing was trying to make sure that that was at the center of our decision-making process. This is not a, about me finding a new job. This is not about um, anything kind of earthly like that. The, the huge proponent of us trying to figure out what we were going to do was thinking, where are we going to get filled up? And then 
encouraged and and charged up by the spirit to go do something with it because that's really what it's all about um so as we pray through that you know we've come to a decision where we are right now that's all i'm going to say about that but i will say this there's been a troublesome kind of pattern i've noticed here lately um if you have any kind of familiarity with the methodist church you know that we're in the middle of actually it would have been the end but the COVID 19 uh, virus has postponed any kind of decision making on this issue but we were really may of this year right now we would have got together and we would have voted on uh, splitting the church up over the issue of same-sex sex uh, you know marriages and and ordaining um you know same-sex attracted uh clergy lgbtqtia all the letters that go on there um which I was all for that. I'll go on record right now. I was a thousand percent in support of all of that. And, uh, you know, as because of that, a lot of feelings have popped up. Obviously this has been something that our church has been discussing. I say our church, the Methodist church has been discussing for 40 years now, 50 years now. And, uh, we finally got to a point where, um, they knew that they could not come to a conclusion where everybody would agree on it. And they were going to lovingly, in a very Paul and Barnabas sort of way, agree to disagree and split, knowing that at the very center of what each of these two sides believed, Christ was there. Um, what I started to experience, and I think, I think there's something to be said about the geography of this issue, meaning if I took a map of the United States and we color-coded it with the sections of the country that were um, for inclusion for same-sex couples and same-sex attracted and couples and all that stuff uh, ordaining gay and lesbian and, and all that stuff uh, ministers or maintaining a hard kind of traditional stance you'd see there wouldn't be a lot of like little dots everywhere i think it'd be big blobs of color i think the south would be one kind of color i think as far over as texas maybe it would be one sort of color the midwest would also probably be mostly that same kind of conservative color but then uh, the northeast i think the pacific northwest i think the the west coast california and like that would be another color right and I, I bring that up because i'm very clearly seated in the south my the conference of the church that i used to serve is the alabama west florida conference um, it's a very traditional understanding of, of doctrine and, and they wanted to kind of just uphold what's always been true in uh, the book of discipline concerning this issue. So this is, I've really spun this out of control, but I want to loop this back around to where I think my, my great concern for churches moving forward is born out of this, not this issue, but the standard kind of application of how we deal with an issue like this as a church and how that kind of really just spreads out to just doing church in general. Now, before we go any further, another disclaimer. Uh, there's a wonderful song I love by the Oh Hellos called I Have Made Mistakes. And then the first line of the song goes, I have made mistakes and I will continue to make them. And I say that to make sure everybody understands right here and right now, I am not perfect. I point no fingers as a, from a position of a, on a high horse up on a pedestal. Uh, I am uh, busted in many ways. One of my favorite lines from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Chow Yen Fat says, like many things, I am nothing. Okay, so I do not uh, voice this opinion as some sort of position of superiority. Lord knows I have a lot I need to fix too, but I feel a deep conviction in my heart that I am just worried uh, at the state of just the churches that are near and dear to my heart and how this practice is kind of manifest in a very obvious sort of way and uh 
it's funny is it's obvious to the people who have a big problem with it and i feel like it's not as obvious to the people who are completely comfortable with it uh which again just kind of creates a bigger rift there but what i'm talking about this I, I posted a video on my or a picture on my social media accounts of a box and i fear that uh in some congregations, congregations that I've been a part of, congregations that I'm very near and dear to my heart, that box is very symbolic of the church in that it is a nice enclosed space. It's the kind of thing that we can put stuff into. Uh, we could crawl inside the box, maybe shut the doors. We feel safe. We can put everything that we like inside the box. And we really don't want that box to change, right? We want to just, you know, we know what to expect in there. We know exactly uh, who our God is inside of this box, and we want that box to stay contained exactly within these parameters and things that come to try and open the box and pull us out of the box and uh, and spread our contents uh, to the areas around the box are troublesome. No, 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 no. We need to pull everything back in, shut the doors of the box. This is our box. This is where our God hangs out, and we're going to continue to kind of exist inside this box, patting each other on the back, knowing that we, we, we're doing this stuff right. Um I've just seen a number of things pop up that have elicited this sort of response. Like we had to rally the troops and we had to defend the institution that is church in general, um, which I feel like is just a, a missed opportunity. I feel like uh, the defense would be of the indefensible, the people who cannot defend themselves. The defense would be of those who have felt wounded and hurt and outcast and been convinced because of who they are or whatever lifestyle they live or whatever habits they have, that there is no place for them inside the church. To let them know uh, this is literally the best place for you because it's nothing but a hospital for busted up sinful people where the love and grace of God can interact with you in a life-changing way and heal you. That's what the church, in my opinion, should look like. You look at what the Bible says about that. You know, Jesus Christ himself said that the, you know, the number one defining characteristic that the world would have and the world would use to uh, understand that you were his disciples was love. It was not fierce defense of doctrine. It was not um, a checklist of uh, sinful behaviors that you need to make sure you have completely erased from your life before you try and get in our box. It is love. You know, we look at the parable of the sheeps and the goats and and in that story we see that, you know, it's you go visit the downtrodden and the hurt and the loss and maybe those people that don't even want you to visit them, that don't have this burning desire to seek out Christ. You make them the center of your life. You make them the ones that you want to go reach out to. You don't create a paradise inside of a small enclosed perimeter. And, uh, and hope that that in and of itself is attractive enough to pull people out of the things that they are doing to come get inside this box as long as they meet the checklist of things that you have set out before them. There should be no entry exam. There should be no, um, you know, kind of a country club mentality to it. Again, I'm not naming names. I've just noticed this discussion kind of brought it to the forefront and many, many churches it's just the, the that's just the conviction I got in my heart. I tell you what, I'm willing to hear uh, a counter argument to this. And if anybody wants to just, you know, completely <laughs> shut me down with the actual 
thoughts on this. I, I'd love to hear it, but as, as a person who's had both experience as just a kind of a parishioner and a lay person and, and, and a volunteer and not on staff, and then somebody who was on staff for almost four years, uh, right here in kind of the middle of this heated discussion on this issue and being in an extremely conservative congregation and watching them just like circle the wagons and uh, we're more concerned about defending the sensibilities and the comforts of the people who are already in this congregation than offending the people who don't look like us, don't think like us, don't act like us and don't believe what we believe. We are more concerned keeping the box closed and inside of it comfortable with the God that we've always known than entertaining for a second that maybe God's love is bigger than we ever thought. Maybe his expression of love is something that we never understood and just, and just challenging it. So, um, this is definitely a far cry from the podcast topics I typically do. Uh, it, you know, I'm not a dumb person. And when you are employed by a certain entity, you typically don't want to address a subject that will put you in direct confrontation with that entity. But I am uh, free of all that now. And uh, I just want to speak my heart on a lot of these things. I say this also, every single person I'm thinking about in my mind that I feel like might be falling into the trappings of defending the box. I love near and dear to my heart and i know they're good god-loving people it's just sometimes change elicits fear change can be painful change is really something that requires you sometimes to prune off the stuff that doesn't fit anymore and so new growth can go in a different direction and that is not always the most fun way to do that so that's just kind of where I'm at today. Um, this, the podcast this is going to be a little shorter than regular. I didn't have a script coming in here. I just wanted to get something recorded and, and get back to it. Uh, we're going to get back to a regular schedule next week. I do hope uh, with guests coming on the show, we'll talk about all the fun things I like to talk about. We'll continue to reserve Sunday mornings for doing the good work of talking about all things Jesus and the church. Um Please go find me on Instagram, Burn the Bones Radio is my Instagram, uh, at Burn the Bones 77 is my Twitter. Um, I am all about suggestions, questions, topics for content. Or, you know what, if you got a fierce rebuttal for what I'm talking about now, as long as we can keep it civil, I would love to discuss it. Um, anyways, this has been great. Good to be back. Please, like I said, follow, follow, follow. Uh, check the podcast out. We'll have more content coming up here real soon. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you again. Check it out later.